It was supposed to be a fun, long weekend for 25-year-old Shinquilla Robinson and her group of friends who went to Cabo to celebrate one of their birthdays. She told me they had a chef. They was getting ready to eat. They was eating tacos, some salad or something they was eating. And um, I said, well, okay, I love you. Have a good night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And I never talked to my child again, and she never made it back home. Robinson's mom, Selamandra, says within 24 hours of her daughter's arrival, she was dead. Figuring out how or why has only added to the family's nightmare. It started with a frantic call from Robinson's friends. They said she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poison. They couldn't get a pulse. Each one of the, the people that was there with her was telling different stories. It's when the family made calls to the FBI and Mexican authorities that they learned of another potential cause of death. And the autopsy came back. They said it didn't have anything to do with alcohol. Say that she had been, um, she had a broken neck and her spine in the back was cracked. She had been beaten. Salamandra says the entire group came back from Mexico, leaving her daughter's body there. Nearly two weeks and $6,000 later, her body is back home, but answers have been hard to come by. You know, I know that's not going to bring my child back, but I want something done about it. Baby. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Hey, 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 you know what it is. It's another Monday right here on Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and we welcome you into this space as usual. But before we get the conversation started, you know, we always got to let you know who's in the building. So I'm going to start over here to my left. Mr. Jalen, hey, hey, hey. Hello, my name is Jalen. Uh, I am a college student, and Christmas is coming up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anaya. Hello, everyone. I My name is Anaya, and I'm currently a senior in high school. Miss Jada. Hey, y'all. It's Jada. Back at it again. Um, I am a homeschooled senior here in the Sacramento area, and I look <laughs> forward to tonight's discussion. Yo, why? Hi, I'm Jada. Yep. <laughs> That's what's up. Bruh. Where's Sam? Where's Sam? Where's Sam? Hey, 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 Sam. Are you going to introduce yourself, or are you just going to wave your hand? Hey, my name is Sam. I'm in <laughs> sixth grade, you know. Okay, Mr. Sixth Grade. Okay, what now? What what you what you doing with your hands? Like you know. warming up for the wave or what? What we doing? I know. Okay, that's what's up. So you guys saw the um, intro video, but before we get to that, um, I want to remind everybody who is watching now or will watch later. Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. That means this is a time for you to give to some of your favorite nonprofits that are out in the community doing work that you find valuable. So if you have some extra coins or you just feel a little bit generous we will gladly take those donations for a nice tax deduction um also just another reminder you all mid-year giveaway is coming up january 19th at district 56 where we will be making sure our community has what it needs to get through the next semester um so if you find yourself in need please show up at district 56 um six o'clock on january 19th um, as I told you last week, the student media program is going to kick off January 2023. Our first meeting is January 17th. So we hope that you will be in the building for that. Those of you who want to get in these seats where these young people are, want to join us here on the podcast or on our newscasts or whatever else we put together, whatever content coming out of here, uh, we invite you to join us January 2023. Um, the book club, Suspended, we're reading a book called Suspended. It's by uh, Dr. Charles Bell. Um, if you have not gotten that book or you have not joined us for one of those sessions, you are missing out. Last time, Dr. Charles himself came through and blessed us with his presence. So we want to make sure you guys know that the book club is on the 21st at 6 p.m. Um, but also on the 21st, Bassin Youth is meeting at, what is it, 5 o'clock, 4.30? Something like that. I don't know. I don't have the, but it's on the 21st. So check the calendar for that. And then I went out of order, but Bassin educators will meet 
December 14th. And Tevin wants me to tell y'all his birthday is coming up. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you feel, Tev. (laughs) His birthday is 10 days before mine. So go ahead and hit something for me. And don't do the gunshot. Bruh. He's such a hater. (laughs) Golly. It's all good. So our main story, we're talking about what happened with Miss Shanquilla Robinson and her so-called friends. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I figured that we should have another voice added to this conversation. So I did get my good brother, Brother Clune, to come through and bless us, bless us us with his presence as we kind of delve into this story and some of y'all's relationships. Um, But Shanquilla Robinson, you heard, she went to Mexico with her friends. Um, 24 hours later, she's no longer here and they flew back to the states what was your first reaction when you heard the story jada what were you thinking um when i first heard the story i thought it was disrespectful how they left her there as if like they didn't care about her like mm-hmm. it seemed like they had no good intention and I, when i heard it was on her birthday i was like are you for real was it her birthday yeah it wasn't her birthday it was, I thought her it birthday. was somebody's birthday i thought it was one of the boys no it was oh. her birthday and they all went oh. out to cabo to celebrate with her friends mm-hmm. and she died and i thought that was super unfortunate and disrespectful how they left her there well we're we gonna confirm whether it was her birthday but i thought it was somebody named khalil's birthday I heard it was her birthday. Huh. Did anybody else hear that? It was her birthday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is why I thought it was unfortunate. Uh-huh. What did you think when you first heard this story that came across? It was, across? like, unbelievable. Like, it's something, it's just so out of the ordinary. Like, oh, yeah, we went on a trip for our friend's birthday, and then while we were there, we beat our friend to death and just left her there and act like nothing happened. Hmm. It's very just it's giving more than weird. Okay. <laughs> Sam, I know you had a hot take. What were we, what were we thinking about? What did you think when you first heard this story and the initial reports? Because I don't believe um, anybody thought that she was beaten. Um, I thought, I think the parents didn't even know. They just know what the friends told them. Mm-hmm. So what was your initial um, thoughts, Sam? I was like, whoa. I was just like, whoa, whoa. I- where, how, how, how did we get to this point where they go to a, go to a trip and then 24 hours later she's dead and her, and her friends are lying about it? What happened in those, in that day where they just beat her to death and then just lied about it? What, what, what sort of, sort of, I'm just, I just have so many questions. Like how, how? Parents do too. How, how are you going to lie about alcohol poisoning? First off, that's tested. So you so you know if somebody has alcohol poisoning or not. That's a terrible lie. You should... <laughs> right. I mean, like... Yeah. I, I just... I'm just confused. I just... Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, Jalen, talk to me. What, what did you think? I think it's just super sad because when you're with your friends, you expect to have a good time and be safe right. and when you when it's your the people that's closest to you that you can feel the safest with that do something like that to you you're blindsided and you're like oh everybody's blindsided you're like mm-hmm. i think that you guys are supposed to take care of me you guys are in my friend group i feel comfortable enough to travel to a different country with you mm-hmm. and then for, especially the family i feel tra- i feel comfortable letting my daughter travel to a different country with you guys and to not receive my daughter back is just so it's just so sad and these aren't just like random friends i believe that they were told that they were her best friends i have some best friends who i feel safe with and the fact that she felt safe with these best friends to go on a trip out to a whole nother country i'm sure she had no one like i'm sure she didn't even think Mm -hmm. they might kill me on my birthday i'm i feel in danger when i'm around them like I'm sorry, if she saw the future, she'd be like, nah, I'm not going with y'all. I don't even want to be around y'all no more. Like, the fact that it switched so drastically in those 24 hours, my question is exactly, Sam, like, what happened for you to all of a sudden be best friends and then commit murder? Like, are we for real? So, do you guys think that sometimes we think more of other people than maybe we should? 
do we have any false hope in people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that just comes with the, uh, with human nature because we expect people to act like we would, uh, we expect people to act like we would in this situation. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, then you lead yourself to being let down a lot. If you expect people to act like you would, Mm. because the moment that they don't, you're like, I had this expectation for you up here. And then you brought it all the way down to here. And this is is this much of a gap. So this is all the room for doubt that I have now going into the next situation. Well, I mean, unfortunately, she won't get the chance to go into a next situation. Right. Um, And so I want to bring Brother Kuhn in here because, you know, we were talking about it earlier and um, we were kind of talking about the false. um, I don't want to say false hope or the confidence we place in other people um, to have them kind of in our, in our space, in our circle. So when you first heard this story, what were some of the things that came up, came to mind? You're on mute. So come on and unmute. <laughs> peace, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. So for me personally, um, and unfortunately it was not something that I'm not, it wasn't new news for me. It, it's not something I'm unfamiliar with, um, whether it be, you know, out of the country or whether it be right here going out to a party. I, as, as y'all know, I work with a lot of young people. Um, and even the way I grew up, it, it was something that we've seen a lot um, amongst friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody knows how, not everybody knows how to be a solid friend. No, oh, yeah, for real. Not everybody is solid. Not everybody genuinely is friends with you because they love you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some folks will hang around you because of the energy you exude, your light. Sometimes some folks will um, gravitate to you because they're in competition with you. Mm-hmm. Or because of all these different things, I what I don't want to do because I don't know all the details. I don't want to, I don't want to cast too much judgment because there's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to do for me with it, with it, uh, what came into my spirit immediately was like, yo, were there red flags before? And right. this just right. And so I, I really, I genuinely, I want to pose that question to the young people that's on here, like. Well, I'll pose this question. How do you know somebody is your friend? Hmm. Come on. For me? Yeah. I I think it's somebody who can have a tough conversation with me when they know that I want to do something and it might not be the best thing in that moment. Mm -hmm. And they can have that tough conversation with me to realize if I'm doing something stupid. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go. Come on. Mm. Well, just thinking of the friends I have now, I feel comfortable around them. And also they hold me accountable. And like Jalen mm. said, we can have those conversations and not have a falling out due to a disagreement. Mm. Um, gotcha. I would say that... <laughs> I would kind of say the same. Um, I like being surrounded by people who can help hold me accountable, especially when they're friends. Um, I've had friends who would just go along with a lot of the stuff that I do, or they just seem to give off this thing where they didn't really have a growth mindset. And if you don't have a growth mindset for yourself, I can't expect you to help me or influence me to have one. So I would definitely say a friend is somebody who can hold me accountable, who can always give me the honest truth when I need it. Um, Because... And have, what do you call it? They want the best for me, genuinely. You know, they don't want the best for me because they can also get something out of it when I succeed. They want it just for me, specifically. Samuel. I think that I agree, but I will also add that a friend sticks by your side. Because a friend can tell you what what needs to be said but that doesn't automatically make you your friend like your teacher can tell you what needs to be said to you but it doesn't automatically make them your friend you also need somebody that's loyal because Mm. if they're not loyal they can just leave you 
they can just leave you high and dry. Even though they tell you, hey, maybe this is not such a good idea, they they could possibly just not care. They could they could say, hey, maybe this is a good idea, but they could just like not care about you. Well, that's a little debatable sometimes for me. Um, I think that being a loyal is super important, but I also don't believe in because your friend is putting themselves in harm's way after you advise them not to, I'm going to also go along with you. Like sometimes I will be loyal to you to an extent. If you're asking me for like advice and you're like, oh, like I'm going to do this. And I'm like, you probably shouldn't. And they're like, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Like, are you going to come with me? I personally am just going to have to be like, I can't come with you on that journey because it's not that I want to abandon you. And it's not that I want to leave you behind or any of that, but it's just, I'm not going to go and make a wrong decision when with you when I already advised you not to, because then I, in my opinion, I wouldn't really be a friend. Like to just go along with you after I told you not to, in my mind, it's just, it wouldn't be, I just wouldn't consider myself a friend. I would consider myself an accomplice. I'm just riding with you through everything. And I, I will ride with you through everything, but I will not put myself in harm's way for you. And that's a good thing to know, especially for the friend who you have, like Jada said, who you gave advice to, I don't think you should do that. You could have different paths as your friend, but if my friend is telling me I don't agree with what you're doing, then that friend who got told that should be like, okay, cool, this is not for you. I think that's another thing is like, you and your friend should be able, like you don't have to be twins or, you know, yeah. um, be the exact same person to be, a friend with somebody you could be like okay you have that interest i have that interest cool mm-hmm. yeah and it looks like sam's trying to jump back in here um so i wasn't saying that in terms of loyalty when they're making bad decisions i'm saying like when your friends are doing bad when they're not when they're not doing so good they're yeah. struggling you stick by them I'm not talking about when they're making dumb decisions and you just go along with it that's not necessarily what i was saying right Thank you for clarifying that. And I think that that's super important, super important that we understand the difference. Like we're not always going to um, interpret some information the same way, but to get clarity is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, when I first heard this story, um, mm-hmm. my mind went to a bunch of different things because I think um, a lot of times as, and I'll take on, I'll put on my parent hat. There are certain things that we see that because you don't have, certain life experiences or um, relationship experiences you all necessarily don't see. And so as, as a parent, I was thinking, you know, this, these people had to have come to her family before been around her family for her mother to just take what they said as the truth. Right. And not really question it because she had a, she had known these people and they had come to her home before. I don't think, never in a million years did she think that these people would come to her home multiple times sitting in her face lying to her about what happened to her daughter Mm -hmm. as they brought her property back from Mexico and and it was not until they actually got the autopsy and the family found out what really happened that these people stopped coming to her house Mm -hmm. so I, I look at that and I'm I'm starting to look at my kids friends right and like what type of friend would these be right Mm -hmm. what type of people is my daughter surrounding herself with and have I imparted in her enough discernment to really Mm -hmm. test those friendships right um those are the things that worried me that people could come into your home tell you a story you believe it until something on paper tells you differently that worries me and you all when you we've had conversations before you all tell me about um clout is the new form of currency Mm -hmm. and then my mind goes to okay if they did the wrong thing who was the full taping and who is the one who released it Mm. these are the things like my mind was just all over the place because had we not had the autopsy And then we don't have this other video being just shown on social media. And and 
I, I cannot impart this to you all enough. Stop showing these things and sharing these videos because there are real people attached to mm -hmm. them. Right. Those are real families that got to see their, yeah. their, their kids with everybody else. Yeah. Because that's not what they thought happened. Right. And so I, I'm just wondering, um, because the climate is as such, and, and I keep telling y'all when we come in here, the frustrations on all these campuses are at an all-time high. The way in which you all are relating to each other is so dangerous. And I don't know where that is stemming from. So do you guys think that these people cared about her? Or were they just attaching themselves to her i feel like they may have cared because from what i was hearing on social media they were friends for years prior so i feel like they may have cared but i'm also wondering like what could have been something so big like such a big fallout that made them just flip the switch i don't think that they cared um personally because your friend is dead and you leave her behind and then you have the audacity to go and lie to their parents face um i think what's just i what's just really stuck with me is the fact that they left her there yeah. i know it's like what do you expect them to do they got plane tickets they expect to go back but the fact that you didn't i don't know like to stay or can i pause present? you real quick yeah you said the fact that they have plane tickets so that was a vacation it wasn't a one-day vacation yeah so it was multiple days right mm -hmm. they took my understanding is that they took her credit card and bought new plane tickets to go home sooner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't they didn't care about her mm -hmm. like at all. You left her there. You took her money to go back home and you left her there and then you have the audacity to come around her family out of guilt because I know it was out of guilt that yeah. you came around their family because you felt bad because you know what happened because yeah, the minute yeah. that the truth actually got out about how she actually died, y'all disappeared. So I know they didn't care about her. It was simply out of guilt. And whether it was an accident, whether it was on purpose, you left her there. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What would you have, what do you think they should have done? Because she was deceased. So what do you, what would have been something else that they could have done instead of leaving her? And this ain't a trick question, can I promise y'all. Yeah. Jump in? I would yeah. say contact, first of all, the authorities, well, I don't know if in Mexico and in the U.S., but contact somebody. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there was no responsibility taken. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was their intent to go there and kill her, but at the end of the day, they mm -hmm. still killed her. Mm -hmm. They still need to take responsibility. Turn yourself in. You know what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's such a big thing to do wrong, like killing your friend. She was beat to death. Like, take you need to take responsibility for doing that. But and I think it's easy. Hold on, to, hold on. Let's think, let's let Sam jump okay. in, and then you come after Sam. Come on, Sam. I don't know what the expectation would to be because people that murder people aren't just gonna turn themselves in. Like mm -hmm. I did something wrong. They murdered somebody. There has to be some type of intent. If they're not intent, of course they would have reported to police. But even then they're like, uh I, I could get arrested. I didn't get charged for murder. I the whole situation would arrive when they killed her. That Yeah. That's really what I'm saying. They couldn't have done anything else after they killed her. Once they killed her, every Everything else goes out the window. They they would have escaped. Most people would have would have ran because you killed somebody. You're not just gonna turn yourself in because you killed somebody. You're gonna turn yourself. You're not. It's just. Yeah. So you're saying instead of th that they didn't want to face account they didn't want to be accountable, so they were gonna run anyways. What you're saying, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Jalen? That was going to be my point right there. Exactly what Sam said. Okay. Because it's easy to say now what we should have done. Like, it's easy for us to, on the outside to say right. what You're we right. would have done. But in that moment, when you, when you're not, ex like, say, for example, you're not expecting to kill her right. and mm -hmm. you found, and then you find out she's dead, you, your brain goes into a, a chaotic fight. You're like, oh my gosh, how, like, we gonna, how are we going to explain how this? Gonna explain this mm -hmm. Yeah. Without, with the least amount of consequence. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's what they that's the route that they try to do in their mind. That was the smartest thing to do, which on this from uh, in our point of view is stupid. But I guess that's the only best thing that they could think of in their mind. So I, that's and, and I just want to acknowledge the comments um, in our chat. Uh, Miss Tawana says uh, told her they should have told her parents the truth and stayed there until her family arrived. Um, our Black Parent Support Network, Miss Exquisitive, said they lied to the doctor that came to the villa. Hmm. Um, it seemed like it was, you know, there used to be a saying, when you tell one lie, you got to think of another one to cover uh, that one yeah. up. Yep. And so what it seems like, and, you know, again, I'm not passing judgment because I believe that there's a whole system in place for that. And then there's, you know, whoever y'all pray to, there's a, a an accountability that comes in that way. Um, but it just seems like one lie built on another lie, built on yeah. another lie, built on another lie. And once the video hits, you can't get out of that, right? Yeah. So the first lie was that she had alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, the autopsy comes back. She actually had a broken neck and a cracked spine. Those are very, very serious injuries. Um and then um, they told the, the one boy did a um, live and he said that he arrived. He didn't go the same time anybody else did, but he arrived and he said he he she was um, not feeling well. So he was rubbing her head and he mm. put on some soft music. Yeah. Um, and then they said that um, the nurse came by or they said there was a nurse. It ended up being a doctor. Um, the autopsy says she died 15 minutes after the trauma to her body. And he said he sat with her for hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm confused. Nobody seems to know. And, and then the mom said each one of them told a different story. Hmm. So at this point, what, what do you think needs to happen at this point? Because, um, my understanding is there there was some arrest warrants uh, from the Mexican authorities issued right before the um, Thanksgiving holiday. Um, you know, they've had her funeral since then. Right. Um, these people are well, the one who was in the video, the young lady who was beating her up while she was naked. Right. And then there was a fella in the in the chair talking about fight back, at least fight back. Right. Mm. Um, and then you have that young lady saying, you know what, I'll do an interview um, only if you hit my cash app because I'm not telling this story for free. Mm -hmm. mm. And so <laughs> I'm just confused at what we're seeing. Yeah, there's right the now. clout. The clout speaking right there. That's, and that's, that's why like, you can't say that they cared about her because even after her death, they still continue to act like they don't. No, no, no. They, they continue to show that yes, they don't they care. They continue to show they don't care. They want to that's monetize just... it. Yeah, the monetization yeah. of it instead of, you know, that same energy they had because this same young lady went to the house, to her mama house, right, mm -hmm. with the boy uh, allegedly who was in the chair saying at least fight back with the other girl who's uh, um, accused of body slamming her, breaking her neck. Yeah, all of them went to the house. Hmm. All of them. So, I mean, and I agree with Miss Tawana. She says, stop calling them her friends. These were not her friends. It seems they had no good intentions towards her. The way she was being beaten, no one did anything. It's like, how do you watch someone get beaten up or just get beaten so badly and do nothing? I and ask say, that question every time back. a like, video comes right. to my office from a school campus where instead of helping out, folks mm -hmm. turn on the camera. And there's... Yeah. And they're supposed and they're supposed to be friends. If I see two of my friends having an altercation, I'm gonna step in and break it up. I'm not going to continue to record and be like, at least fight back. Like it's just And no. she said no. She said I'm not she just I basically said no, I'm not fighting back. So mm -hmm. th that's that's where my concern comes in because yes, people are taping this and he wasn't the only person taping. It seemed like there were multiple altercations and other people had their phones out too. So I'm I'm just really really concerned about what I'm seeing, brother Coon. What do you think? I uh, what keeps on like just keep rising up in my spirit and my my heart is like yo. At some point, we're gonna have to get the memo that <laughs> there's some fights that we can't come back from, right? And mm -hmm. everything is not so. There's 
so there's codes um and some of and some of the young people here know a little bit about my like my my past my story um well for the folks who don't so gunshot trauma survivor um 15 years old um that it the best way to put it is i inherited bullets that weren't necessarily meant for me or started with me um and it came by the way of uh somebody who I considered a friend, um, altercation, right? And then as, as that altercation got, as as it got hot heated, whatever the case and escalated, that friend backed out of it and it became, it, it became a beef that myself, my brother inherited. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Um, Do you have a question about that, Jada? Cause you breathing kind of deep. What What didn't you understand? Go ahead. I think I just need a little more clarification. So can I help out? Uh, basically, what he's saying is there was a beef that his friend had, yeah. and his friend decided to back out of the beef, and it transferred over to him and his brother, mm-hmm. and he became the recipient of the bullets that were not meant for him, uh, but for his friend. Is that what you said? Absolutely. And so this thing, and so this is a common thing, right? And so um, with everything else that I've done, and Jada, earlier you said growth mindset. So a part of the growth mindset was learning how to navigate friendships, mm-hmm. um, learning how to be able to uh, discern and be able to like really read a, read a tree by the fruit that it mm-hmm. bears. So that's why I was speaking of earlier about the red flags, right? We there, are, I, I know tons of folks who really rock with people that they know really not their friend or they're really not they're really not that person's friend and they have that kind of energy with each other that competitive energy it's not really love like that it's more of like oh i'm gonna one-up this person or they're gonna try to one-up me so when we step out we're gonna see who's the best at whatever and some Mm -hmm. folks literally deem those as friendships Mm. and i my my concern is in this new generation when Mm -hmm. are we going to start being very intentional about the folks that we keep around us about the company that we keep. Right. Um, and so for, for myself, even the folks I rock with, we have a code. Like we, we, one thing throughout my teenage years from like, especially like 17, when we used to step out, I would always ask myself before I jump in a car with anybody, is this somebody, if, if we were stranded in the desert, Mm will we both make it out alive hmm. or, or will that person just make it out alive hmm. this is something i act, i used to ask myself this constantly this is always and i would and i would judge based on that based on personality demeanor attitude how they move is this somebody that's willing to and uh sam you, you made some real valid points right about loyalty and it's not always, it doesn't have to be loyal to your wrongdoing, but do you, do, are you loyal? Are you loyal to my well-being? Right. Are you willing to handle me with care? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm speaking these things so you guys can, and I hope that it, that it, that it floats into your atmosphere and you can grab these things and put it in your personal pocket because it's scary. It's scary when, when you're a parent of young people and, they want to go out, right? They want to go to parties. Have fun. Yeah. They go to the mall. They want to, but are but are you equipped? And are you and your in the people that you are that you're calling your friends? Are you equipped with the ability to handle each other with care? Mm-hmm. Even for this, this the my, my stepson who I was raising. Hey, bring your partners over. And they all got real familiar with my code. Look, y'all, y'all run together. Y'all come together. Y'all run together. Period. Y'all both get back alive. Y'all both come back home, no matter what the situation. Y'all get each other out alive. So, how often does anybody is anybody stepping out partying and having a good time yet? Like, I'm not a party animal. I'm a homebody. So <laughs> they not. They not yet. Not yet. Well, maybe Jalen. Nah, I'll be in the crib. Mm, it's, dangerous. it's dangerous out here. I'm not partying. And it is dangerous. And Jada says she's not partying yet. 
I'm not a party it's, person. So it sounds like y'all got time to really like fine tune your codes. Mm-hmm. You got time to really like um, come up with your protocols, your yeah. safety and survival protocols um, between your circles. Um, and then also really get time to really get get familiar with your friends. Like pay mm-hmm. attention to the side eyes. Mm-hmm. Pay attention if they if somebody speaks of you in great light, are they turning their nose up? Mm-hmm. And or if you're that kind of friend that does that, check yourself. It's it's now the season till we really start as a as a people. We really start self checking. It's about taking yeah. care of taking care of each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've definitely had a few friendships that I felt like I had to step away from because I always felt like I was having not me personally, but they were always in competition with me. And it made me uncomfortable because it's like I only want the best for you. I want to see you thrive and I want to see you eat at the table. But if it's not going to be at my table, that's okay too. Because, you know, not everybody's going to be able to eat at your table. But I definitely have some friends that. I am around now that I feel like they handle me with care and I feel like I handle them with care. I would say one person, maybe two, maybe three. I don't really have a large group of friends like I did when I was in high school. Um, when I was attending on, on campus high school, I had a lot of friends that I would say, hey, these yeah, are my friends. Were they friends or acquaintances? acquaintances. Friends. They're my friends, yeah. Like, I would always be around them all the time. But the minute that I stepped well, out of yeah, the high school. I understand that, though. Yeah, but the minute that I stepped out of a high school scene, it was like, okay, so they were just high school friends. They were yeah. just convenient friends because they were there mm-hmm. and I was there. But the minute that I disappeared, it was like they completely forgot that I kind yeah. of existed. And, it's and you like, still call those friends? No. that's She was doing friends. Like, oh, air friends. quotes. Yes, yeah. air oh. quotes. I had a lot of people that I would consider my friends. I was always surrounded by a group of people. But the minute that I stepped back, my group got smaller because I started recognizing yeah. that they were just convenient because I was there. I and was just temporary. Yeah. What about you, Anaya? What, what a, the question? I don't know, even know if there was. A, there was a how question. are you? How oh, are you okay, picking okay. your friend group? Like, what are we? Um, well, <laughs> I don't really go out and say, "Hi, I'm Anaya. You want to be my friend?" You don't it's, do that. No. no oh. It's just kind of like, um, like my friend group who I'm closest to now and I I I would consider them all my friends mm-hmm. and it's a friend group it's about like five to six of us I met them I got closer to them all through cheer okay so I usually meet people through like programs like, uh, interests of yours yeah okay and then, hobbies or stuff yeah but there's also some people and for example a club I've been in or cheer and it was just like we're friends during that time Mm-hmm. But with these girls, I'm friends with them all the time. Okay. My parents know them. Mm-hmm. It's my mom's like, if I don't know their parents, you, you ain't going. You, right. right. Yeah. So like my parents know them. <laughs> <laughs> I know their Shout parents. Shout out to Kathy. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Love you, mom. Um, <laughs> like my mom knows their, or my parents know their parents. So it's like, I don't know where I was going with this, but um. So you have real friends, right? People that, you know, you your your relationship transcends outside of those interests. Yes. And then you have you call them friends too. You have friends that you just have because of the interests that you have. Is that what you just said? Yes, but no. I would yes, call no. people who if I'm not for me, I don't consider somebody my friend if I don't talk to them outside of one setting. Okay. Like you're an you're an acquaintance. You're my mutual. I go I go to school with you. We talk during the school day and that's it. Yeah, I had something like that, especially when I was a part of a um, sag dance uh my dance team. Um they would they were convenient. Like they would talk to, like we would talk and we would joke, but it was always circled around dance or when we were in a group chat. But then I would always go on the like Instagram and I'd see that they've been like going together different places. But yeah. I didn't hear no invite. I didn't get, hey, mm-hmm. we're going here, I wanna come. There'd be certain things. But I was always left out of the big yeah. chunk of the stuff. I want to yeah. add on to that. Like the friends I was just talking about, they all have cars and licenses. I, I'm where's, all your, I, where's your license? Um, is it the same place Jada's is? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, she's so on the way. Right. <laughs> she's on the way. But because they have cars and they can all drive, you know, take um, drive themselves wherever, they plan to go places. But then they all still invite me 
and they offer to give me rides. So it's like okay. they look out for me. Yeah. So okay. I think that's a really great quality that I really love about them. It's like they're going to still look out for me, even though, you know, they they still drive me around. And I, I you know, I give them gas money because I'm like, you're that's going nice. out your way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really big thing that I appreciate. And I think that's a great quality in friends. They always look out for you. And Jalen is a little there. he's a he's a little older than y'all. Oh. How how are you picking your friends, Jalen? Are you are you out there saying hi? I'm Jalen. Want to play? To be like, honest you, with you, no. I <laughs> pretty much have my core friend group, and mm-hmm, anybody right. else, I don't really. Uh, they're just acquaintances. Talk to me about your core friend group. Where so, they came from? My core friend group came from basketball, and that's how that's how I used to meet a lot of people. I used to meet a lot of people through basketball and sports, and we all played on the same team together. We were like, we did everything together. So we were, we would always go to each other's houses, team dinners, Aww. all at their houses. And like even, sweet. even That's outside so nice. of the games, we would go to movies together. We would go to different events together. Like we were just that close. And then it got to a point where now our parents are as close as we are. So That's like, nice. it's like, we're super close like this. And then our parents are super close Generation like this. So it's all, so like, and now I just meet people through them. Mm-hmm. Like I'll meet their friends or I meet their roommates and then I'll consider them acquaintances because I'm not on that level with them because right. I don't really talk to them like that, but I'm still cool with them. But other than that, I'm, I got me about five or six great people that I surround myself around yeah. mm-hmm. that I, and the one thing that I have been trying to recognize is who I can go to for certain things. There, I know certain friends that yeah. I can't have certain conversations with Yeah, yeah that's or there's nice. certain friends where, who, if I'm in a moment where I need somebody to talk to, I know that this person might not be the one that I that I need to hear from right now. Maybe this mm-hmm. person, or I just right. know their personality, and maybe they're just not gonna they're not gonna come off the way that I actually need in that moment. Mm-hmm. So that's just the part that I'm trying to pick up on now is just who can I go to in just just random moments that I have. Samuel, are you out uh, building friendships? Like, how how are you picking your friends? Uh, I've only really got one friend. That's okay. That's okay. Since I was like two. Quantity over quantity. Is that the same? Quality. 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 (laughs) Wait, what did I say? Quantity Quantity over quantity. quantity. Oh, y'all knew what I meant. Quality. (laughs) Quality. All right, Sam. So you have one friend and you've had them since you were two. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. Diapers. Diapers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. was it that your parents were friends, and I mean, your play uh, dates or what? Like church, what's happening? church, uh, nursery. church, church. Okay. okay, got it. You know what's so awesome though? I a lot of the friends, like my really really close friends, came from church, and I think that's also really important for me because I'm learning these days to have my. Uh, <laughs> to have God centered Sorry. around a lot of my relationships. And so I found that the ones that had God in them kind of thrived the longest. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I realized that until I've been on this spiritual journey with my mom oh, and dad. <laughs> but no, I've been learning to put God at the center of a lot of my relationships. And the fact that the longest ones that I've had came from church is kind of, you that know, says a lot. that says a lot. And, but you know, a, a good thing. Yeah. And it's easy. In a it's, good way it's helpful for me because it also lets me know that if I needed like to go to my friends, like, can you just pray with me? That they'll pray with me. Cause a lot of kids in this generation these days, they'd be like, let's rub the crystals. I don't want to touch your crystals. No. I want to pray to God. So, you know, uh, I mean, but to each his own, to I mean, each his yeah. own, but I'm question. letting you know where I stand. Yeah. What's your question? I have a question for brother Coon. Cause I want to go back to his story and I want to ask you this question. Do you feel like when you were going when you had your incident with your uh, other friend, do you feel like you were that friend who would was like, you know what? If my friend got beef, I got beef. Oh, that's no. a good question. Um, we that was how we were raised. Um, okay. However, and that's and that a lot of that is instilled from my dad, who has a loyalty code, and my brother. Um, especially concerning me and my brother. Um, if there was an issue with one, my dad, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is right nor wrong. I'm telling you like how my dad moved, what my dad taught us. Um, one had an issue. He would, he would bring us both to settle it. Right. 
um, the situation concerning our friends are that that friend it was because the part is i wasn't are we there yep yeah, we yeah, here. you're good it was one of those things where because we had a little reputation but i wasn't there any of the times that they had the altercation as y'all know brother coon ain't small um I, I, no. <laughs> He doesn't blend in very well. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it was one of those things where I was the one that was feared the most. I, although I was not there any of the times they had the altercation. And what was yeah. told um, to the shooter by his dad was, you know, you're going to have to get one of them before they get you. Mm. And so these are things that are, all, these are seeds that are also planted from our parents. And this is why I'm like, yo, What's taught at home does trickle downward, right? What what we teach our kids about how to how to interact and socialize because the other part is this: had our fathers had our mm -hmm. fathers stepped in, y'all there, y'all able to? Yeah, yeah. we got you. Me? Yeah. Okay. Had had our fathers had stepped up and actually played the position of counsel. Like I believe that we that we need to do, and actually like stepped in and kind of helped us um, mediate that situation. Or had our fathers been present enough, um, that would have been a, it would have been a different kind of outcome. Um, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you something before you 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 turn off your mic. Um, what happened with that relationship? Did you guys, uh, were you able to still be friends or did you not trust that person? Like what happened with that relationship? That's so funny. Um, Cause Facebook has a way of, of like trying to match. <laughs> there was the people you may know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah that person actually came across that. Um, what actually ended up happening was that so-called friend actually ended up um, trying to get with some some other folks to jump me and my brother later like months later right um and this is also why i said like what are the red flags mm. do what are you because mind you me and his so-called like we used to we got into it often like over little small stuff um and it, and it was just a lot of like ego a lot of just a lot of attitude a lot of we all the way we all we all had our own household traumas and drama and so sometimes some friendships are trauma bonds mm -hmm. as well y'all uh any of the young people y'all familiar with that term that term trauma yep. bond? they just yep. trauma bombs they just like dump stuff on you or no, uh, you guys like, are both going through something and you guys find yeah. a common denominator. yes yes and that's the reason misery loves company yes right. Mm. right and so a lot of times we link up with folks because they have the same past as us or similar past mm -hmm. um and what I want to encourage y'all to do is to genuinely pick your circles, fine tune your circles based on where it is that you want to go. Mm. Like what kind of, and it's, and it's scary a lot of times because it will cause for you to have to reach, reach higher. Um, but if you, and I'm just using an example, if you want to be a doctor, it'll probably be in your best interest to, to associate with those who are in medical school that's a very it's a very it's a it's a very um surface but genuinely that was a, that was a skill set that i learned i'll be honest anybody you ever see me stepping out with ever see me with these are folks that i build with like if i can't if i can't build with you i don't rock with you we have to have the same level of the code is we have to be b both in all um losing the same amount for me to even step out with you if anything happens we both we we have we all have to have too much to lose that's my code now um when you're a young person it's a little harder because everybody's trying to find themselves but if you really if you if you really start um building relationships based on folks that have future qualities of you future mm -hmm. vision qualities we can call it um, you'll probably find yourself in a better, you know, better, better, better space and a better, uh, a better vibe tribe. Mm. 
Yeah. And then, you know, there was a comment not too long ago. It says jealousy and ego are bad and toxic combination. So are you all able to spot or to see certain characteristics in people who are around you? Um, Whether it be jealousy or or envious or those little snide comments that are made? Are you are you able to pick up on those things? For sure. Well, I think I am. But at the same time, I don't go through that because my friends, they don't they don't give off those. I don't know what you call it. They don't give that off the energy off, but Mm -hmm. I see it from other people like just the way they talk to you, how their tone is with you, how they look at you when you're talking. I notice things like that. And it's like, okay, I'm going to just not move that way around you. Um, I'm a big person on body language and like tone. And so, you know, sometimes people call me over emotional because I may be over reading into something. But I think that the fact that I am able to read body language and recognize tone helps me a little more when it comes to deciphering my real friends from my fake ones. Like I said, I went through a process where I had to get rid of a lot of old friends because I just noted these con- noticed these continuous patterns, whether it be the way that they talk to me when we are in certain situations, like uh what do you call it? altercations, how they would handle it, how I would handle it. Um, I and just like in general, like it, when the when I walk into an unfamiliar space, the first thing I do is um, I'm a wallflower at first because I like to get uh, I like to observe my surroundings on like who I can really rock with, who I you know probably shouldn't be over there with them because I know we're not going to click, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that being able to decipher real people from fake people is super duper important and it's something that I'm still working on but something that I can say that I am glad that I have been able to work on um, because I would probably still have a lot of jealous people surrounding me a lot of toxic people surrounding me Um, and it's just people who really don't not benefit me but we don't benefit each other you know Mm. we're just not good for each other and then brother Coon talked about red flags can you guys think of some red flags that you would be able to identify in a relationship samuel um, has his hand up so let me go to sam first and i'll come to you and i um they're they victimize themselves too much mm-hmm. what they're does that always, mean like they're always trying to make themselves a victim in any situation well it wasn't my fault i i was just trying to better this situation just take accountability sometimes. You can't yeah. just always deflect. You can't just always say, well, it wasn't my fault. Okay. Well, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What about you? Give me a characteristic or a red flag. I that- would say invalidating my feelings mm. because I don't really share my, like, how I feel mm-hmm. that often to people. So if I share how you made me feel and how you hurt my feelings, I, I'm putting my trust in you to be vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, like Sam said, that also goes hand in hand with invalidating me, play the victim and said, and say things along the lines of, well, I wouldn't have done that if you didn't do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like or, well, prepared. you also hurt me. So things like that is just like, mm, if we can't have a conversation, mm-hmm. and even if we don't see eye to eye about how we may have, you know, hurt each other's feelings, we can still say, I understand that I hurt you, and I'm sorry that I hurt you. Um, a big red flag that I know because you guys have already misstated the biggest two that I was going to mention, <laughs> but um, it was always those snide remarks and then they try to cover it up with like a, yeah. I'm just playing. I'm just, yeah. joking. you know, I love you. There's you know, true, I love you. There, and it's like, behind every joke. like be for real. Cause yeah. that, that actually hurt me. And sometimes, you know, I will, I will bring it to their attention. Like, Hey, even if you did or didn't mean that as a joke, that really hurt my feelings. And if they're like, well, it was just a joke. So like, just get over it. You know, like, you know, I didn't mean it. So like, you're being a baby about it or you're mm-hmm. just you're thinking about it too much and it's just like yeah that's a huge red flag Jalen I think it's just a red flag for me is if it's somebody who just really can't either take a joke or is not like or take stuff too too personal hmm. like for example if we're having like a little uh like we're having a debate and out of nowhere, you turn it to a personal just because you feel like you're losing the debate or like, say, we're arguing yeah. over sports or something like that. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, 
I don't know why you're talking because you don't even do this. And right. Like, that's like, weird well, to so me. Why are we why are we taking it a st- uh, uh, up a notch when it was it was here? We were both here. Now mm-hmm. we're up here. Why yeah. did we raise it? Like when they like, use personal stuff against you that yeah. you probably told them a secret or you felt comfortable enough to share. And they're like, yeah. well, that's why this happened. It's like, bro, like I confided you in that you. Far? That happens a lot. Well, not to me, but I've, I say this story a lot, especially in high school. I know a lot about girls that I shouldn't know because they would tell the wrong people things <laughs> and they have one fallout. Next thing you know, the, that All girl is running to everybody who will listen to tell what's going yep. on. I'm like, I don't even know who, I don't even know the girl's name. Who are you talking about? And why right. do I know this about her family? Why do I, I, I want to know? And it looks like Sam has his hand up again. So is it like, Oh, that's that's why the warriors are better than math. That's why you are well for. What? That's yeah. why. You are well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. like, oh. yeah. yeah. homeless. Great like, example, a, Sam. Yeah. yeah, another <laughs> great example. Yeah. Seems almost. The other one that I thought about. You know how when you can be having a conversation and you're telling somebody something that's that's important to you yes and mm-hmm. they change the subject and make yes. it about yes them. that's what that's yes. what just popped into my mind yes those, those things i'll be like wait a minute like how we just how do we just get back to we you route. you was already talking it's my turn now and we mm-hmm. back to you um also i think about um when people are never happy for something yeah. that that happened to you or success that you've gotten and they're never happy and it's like, well, what about me? What about what I've been doing? Right. Mm-mm. What about the, the ways I show up? You know what I mean? Um, those things are are really, and as you start to get older, you'll notice that in people that you did have things in common with. Yeah. Think people, may, maybe people that you worked with, you know, and you guys were on the same page and y'all was hanging out thick as thieves. And then all of a sudden, say you get promoted on your job, they want to know why it was you and not them. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be careful about people who show that to you as well. And it, it doesn't always start out like that, but it starts little comments, right? Little, yeah. little things or, you know, people who gaslight people. Oh, my God. I hate you know I what hate I mean? As a, as, a, as a former gaslighter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so huh. you. oh he's, a, he's a recovering gaslighter. Okay. <laughs> but look, I look. therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love the accountability. I love that. As yeah. a former gaslighter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, and it's just like y- y'all have to start to as you guys are going to be going off to college and you're going to have different experiences. And some of you may live in the dorm. Right. And you may have classes with people and you might, you know, pledge sororities or fraternities with people. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of life experiences that you're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to see people for who they are and not who they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Right. People will present their their best representative. <laughs> and most times you can see them, you know, because y'all are going to be dating age and y'all going to be out there dating folks and people are going to show you who they want you to see. It's a three month rule. No, Wait. no, don't be listening to Jalen. I'm telling that? you right now, it's a three month rule. What is that? Three. Somebody, what is that? Nobody can keep and act up for longer than three months. Then why would Wait, you what? just go for three months? Why would you? Con huh? artists do. Hold on now. There are some con artists out there. Yeah. They can keep it up I'm not, for a I'm year. not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're like, in like I'm talking because you was like talking about like you're gonna start dating people. Like if you're when you're dating people, somebody nobody can keep an act of who they. Think I don't know they who be. you think. Child, maybe you ain't been around enough women. We could keep acts going, honey. Oh, dang! Yes, we can. I'm super grown. We sure can. Mm-hmm. But understand. That as you're starting to mature, there are going to be different people coming into your life, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was 18, going into college for the first time, most exciting time of my life. I only have two friends, <laughs> three friends from my college days, right? 18 years old, right? I can count the number of friends on one hand because there are people who just want to be close to you because of your proximity to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Y'all know a lot of people. I don't put a lot of people in your path. Some people who just going to be excited because you know so-and-so, right? And they're going to want to get close to you. You're going to have to guard yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't y'all be making plans to go out of this country with people. I don't care. I don't care if you only know one person. 
Do not make plans to go out of this country and your family don't know who and what and where you are. Y'all are going to have to be okay with people knowing where you are Mm -hmm. because it's for your safety. And I'm specifically talking to you too, because y'all about to go off to college next, but you need to let people know where you are, who you're with. Um, matter of fact, one of the, uh, one of my friends went on a date the other night. I like, I'm gonna need his ID and his license plate. And then I showed up to the date. I sure did. When I, I sure did. Like <laughs> because we got to keep our people safe. My friend, but don't you didn't even, you. do you just, did right. you walk up and say hi? You was hiding in a corner? I like, wasn't, no. You was, no. The, you was that person looking through the glass, huh? I, nope. I was right in the table next to him. I wouldn't do that. Did they know Aww. you were there? They sure did. We no, because you want to see, no, because you want to see. It was see a group how, effort. No, because oh, you want to no, see how man. they act when you're no, not around. No, I want to see how you act when I am around. No. I absolutely do. You need to let your friends know where you're going so they can show up too. Because if anything goes left, because I don't know you, she don't know you. That's why y'all y'all on a blind date. No, we all going to see today. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> we all going to see. Because that's how we keep each other safe. That's how we, yeah. you know, look out for our people. I don't care. Did I invade her privacy? Maybe. But she sure was yucking it up with me and we was eating right there together. Right? It's this okay. Is so embarrassing. It's okay. Um, look, wait, I'm so wait sorry. till Jada go on a date. I'm gonna be right there too. Uh, Watch. Um, I'm, I'm, I might bring Tevin. We can tape it. What? Tevin. <laughs> he gonna throw it on YouTube. Like, <laughs> he gonna be first, like, that's my Tev. That's my Tev. Tevin, first date gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> first date gone wrong? Question mark? No, leave no, that for no. the family dinners. No, Let no, the dates we be all dates. Come. No, you gotta clickbait it. You have oh to go. No, for real. For I'm real. with Miss Tawana. I still, I still. And, <laughs> shut up, Lisa. <laughs> I'm with Miss Tawana. She said, ain't happening. I'm 50 and I still let my mama know where I'm going. I'll still do that, but why y'all got to Don't be? worry. I, I, I stay bothering my mom. I'll be like, I'll be calling her. You can ask her. I call her like about five times a day. Yeah, I'll be like, my mama in the chat. I'll be like, mom, tell you. I where, call her all the time. I'll be like, mom, where you at? Where I'm at? That's not an answer, mom. Where you at, oh. though? <laughs> but this is the thing. You have me on GPS like I got you on GPS. No, I don't. Lirio. Well, you ain't got no phone because you in trouble. Uh-oh. God, don't, 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 don't have her see don't this. Now people going to be asking me. <laughs> don't have her <laughs> out. No. I didn't say what she was in trouble for. But now everybody knows. No. No. Well, look, look. No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, it, all jokes aside. Y'all need to let people know. Right. No, no. You a little Y'all, late, bro. A late. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Y'all need to let people know where you are. Do not be trying to be out here in these streets just being all, because you grown, unaccountable to anybody. We need to know how, where you are and how we can get to you. Because it's always going to be a determining factor. You're someplace. Can I get to you in two hours or less? Mm-hmm. If not, we're going to have some issues. And I don't want to take a plane to have to get to you. And somebody may be doing something and I can't help you come and rescue. None of that. That is a horrible position to put your parents in. People who care about you. That is a horrible position to put them into. Okay. So just make sure, you know, y'all are, y'all are on the up and up and, and making sure people know where you are. Um, because there's a lot of people who care about you. And it ain't that they're trying to tell you what to do because they don't want you to have fun. We want y'all to live, but we under we need you to understand the world in which you are living in. And all the time, people do not have the best motives. They don't. Y'all are young and green. You know what that means? Ripe, fresh, inexperienced. Don't know nothing. <laughs> Some ripe and fresh, inexperienced. That's the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean... Anyway, uh, um, but <laughs> but you have to understand the times that we're living in, the fact that people are crazier now than they've ever been, or maybe they just showing it a lot more. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's it. You're not as safe as you may assume you are. So let people know where you are. So with that, y'all, we don't run out of time. We don't went over just a little bit, Ooh. just a slight bit. We want to thank Brother Coon from coming through and uh laying us or lacing us with some knowledge um thank y'all for always participating we'll be back here we got about two more shows before we go on break yes 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 Uh 
the holiday is coming up and I'm gonna get somewhere and lay down. Hashtag George Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna get somewhere and lay down, hopefully, for a couple of weeks. Um, after these next two shows, uh, I think that'll take us to the twelfth, I think. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Uh, Calculator. Kwanzaa's coming. Kwanzaa. You celebrate. Whatever you celebrate, it's coming. Yeah, I don't celebrate nothing. I just like to eat and I like to I hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we want y'all to be safe out there. Uh, take care of yourselves and one another. Uh, Sam, we're going to hit them with the wave. We're going to let you go first. Jada, you after Sam? Oh, come on, Anaya. And Anaya is knocking out the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <boom, baby. laughs> We'll see y'all next time. Peace.